yeah, this uh, this week's plays have kind of gone down a wee bit. Yeah, it's because it's like 14 minutes of pure silence. <laughs> Welcome to Entry Time Podcast. I'm Jordan Robinson. And I'm Darren Matthews via Zoom. Hey, yeah, we're on Zoom this time because yeah. we, we're, not allowed, we're not allowed to be together. The state has stepped in, Darren, and is stopping me from going to your house for a cup of tea. Pretty much. That, even though we were socially distancing to record across a fucking table from each other, we're exactly. no longer allowed to do that. You, you're not, it's too far for you to travel. I'm outside your 10-mile zone of whatever, exactly. whatever, yeah. the, whatever the rules are. I don't know if it's new rules or the old rules. Or different rules. I, I am very happy if they just like quarantine it like kind of county by county because I get like the east side of Belfast, the east side of the river, mm-hmm. you know, so I got there's a couple of McDonald's in there. there there's a Tim Hortons. I'm happy. Yeah, like I, I, can, still, just... I can still go to the Kennedy Center in West Belfast and I can still go to the town <laughs> for one of Tim Hortons and then you've got like Collins Water. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, we're recording this after Christmas. We meant to do one before, um, but uh, I needed to do some Christmas shopping. Uh, so yeah, how's your Christmas there? Christmas was down on, buddy. I uh, I thoroughly appreciated the lovely Armas snoo that you got me, which was great. Uh, it, hey, it, it, I you see you put up that Instagram of you being like a Formula One racer. I thought you were definitely going to go down the the um, route of saying that you were some form of terrorist. Um, so I'm kind of, you're diversifying your portfolio. I like that. Low hanging fruit, buddy. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the name of one of my stand up specials as well. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. No, I. Uh, what's that to get you? No, Christmas was dead on. I got myself a new Armada jersey and the dogs Very got nice. some nice new jumpers. It was, yeah, it was a productive day. And I got <laughs> probably mass weight gain over about two days. It was great. Oh, Just, yeah. Yeah. You have to. Okay. I got um, like two turkey and ham dinners, and then I had basically turkey and ham sandwiches today. So that that's the end yeah. of the turkey and ham. That's the last. <laughs> no more turkey and ham. Yeah, no. I uh, I got a jersey too. I got the last season's Bremen jersey, and it was a bit of a surprise because I was my mom got me it. Um, so I was like, how how do you know that this was like a shirt that I would have wanted? And she goes like, oh, I listened to the podcast, and it's one of your teams that you like. So. My mum's been listening to the podcast. Uh, well, we we have got it. We have got to clean up our act. <laughs> I know, and there was like one of the earlier podcasts where I go like, uh, like I had to make her sign her will or something before you know we kill her off. She heard that and didn't say anything. So Not I think better. she's planning something. Yeah, you know, check under your car next <laughs> time you go to drive anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Why are my brakes working? <laughs> uh, uh, but did yeah, you, did, you get, that, did you get involved um, at all of the sport yesterday that was Boxing Day? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was all over it. I, I, I've watched every single game of football since uh, Christmas, uh, since Boxing Day and today, uh, as we're recording on the 27th. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been very exposed to every single type of sport. I was going to say, if we, get, if we get this finished, so obviously this has been on, we should be able to get this recorded and get then the, sit down and watch this first match. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um spurs against wolves i, I think it's in molyneux isn't it yeah in, so there's, yeah, there's, been, there's been one gap in the entire day that we were like right we'll we'll do this recording because obviously your beloved west ham were playing so you had to watch that one it was an exactly. early kickoff i wasn't getting out of bed today because it, it's my like my only proper day off 
Mm. And then we were like, right, well, we'll do this. And then I just finished watching uh, Liverpool and West Ham, which we will include within the results as well. So, um, True. yeah, fair results all right. A lot of draws this weekend. Uh, my, a lot of draws? Yeah, my lovely, lovely man. Well Absolutely. I couldn't even be mad yesterday about the, the whole United left. I was just like, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was that was a great match. Uh, but yeah, let's let's fucking get into it, man. This week in sport and hey, eating, no, no, and, no, and, no, and no. eating too much. <laughs> no, we we we're not getting uh, this week in sport too. We we have too many talking points to talk about. I know. In I, the intro, I, I was only joking. I just wanted to reference the fact that I've, I'm about a stone heavier as of two days ago. <laughs> Okay, uh, so in the brief hiatus that we've had off, uh, Lionel Messi has beaten Pele's scoring record, scoring his 645th goal. Yeah, because it's 644, right? Yeah, that was Pele's with Santos. Uh, and yeah, Messi has beaten it after scoring in a 2-2 draw uh, against Valencia, which, you know, the, the argument cannot uh, be ignored anymore. Is Lionel Messi the best football player to ever play the game? If he's, you mean if he's because he's beaten Pele's record? Yeah. Is there is there any other records to beat? Is that that's the top goal scorer? No one else has done more. It's not just famous because Pele is famous. No. Oh, yo, no, no, no. Pele was like that's why Pele's famous. I assume. Yeah, yeah, the top, the top of the top. Yeah, apart from apart from the the World Cups that he's won with Brazil and stuff like that, and uh, being one of the first players to go over and. Like the likes of Franz Beckenbauer and Johan Cruyff going over to America to play in the American leagues. Yeah, probably. This was, yeah, this was way before Beckham went to LA Galaxy or anything like that. So, I mean, like that's could be a reason, but yeah. And like, if you look at it, I know this is purely hypothetical when you're talking about it, but uh, playing for Santos when uh, Pele did is not like having to play against Sergio Ramos. Uh, and like different defenders of that caliber, like Pepe, uh, Marcello, uh, Danny Carvajal, like week in, week out, and stuff like that, and win countless La Ligas and Champions League trophies and stuff like that. So that's why I, I genuinely think he is the best player in the world ever. Yeah, the one I was looking at, obviously, um, the whole thing about Budweiser giving him a bottle of beer for every goal, and then it was sent out, <laughs> but they then sent out the corresponding goal number to the keeper that he scored it against. Oh, perfect. Like, I'm on Twitter here, and there's uh, Jean-Louis Buffon. Uh, he's part of the Twitter. Bud Football, thanks for the beers. I'll take it as a compliment. We have great battles over the years. Congratulations on breaking the 644 record Messi. It really is an unbelievable achievement, and he's holding number 514 and number 515. So, obviously, Messi scored two passes in the same game at one point. <laughs> Must have. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a nice touch. I like that. I mean, yeah. good marketing. Well done, Budweiser. You you make awful, awful beer, but <laughs> your Absolutely. marketing's on point. I was going to say, because the, the, the wee post that Bud have put up is 644 goals, 644 beers, 160 goalies who he scored against. So the person that got the most, and this is a real kick in the balls, is a guy called Diego Alves. He's got, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Diego Alves. He got 31. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting fucking wasted tonight. <laughs> Iker Casillas got 17. That's a lot. Jesus. He's just recovering from a heart attack. He can't be drinking that much. Yeah. Edwin van der Sar got two. So it must have been near the end of his career. Yeah. Just looking back through all the people. Because obviously there'd be ones, all of the Spanish goalies would all get a load of them. And then yeah. the European goalies are getting two. I think David Haye got a six pack. Yeah, David Haye? David, David Haye got a six pack. Yeah. De Gea. I was like David Haye, the boxer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, how many? Manuel Neuer got. I know he definitely got at least one because that superb goal that he scored against him in the Champions League there a couple of years ago. Um, I'm not, it's, it's tiny right and I'm not totally sure but there is there's lots of people Joe Hart got two you know what I mean so that's probably back when he's playing for Man City yeah <laughs> probably definitely well maybe Torino no no but, probably yeah Man City no, wouldn't, unless they wouldn't play, played them in European competition so yeah, yeah. nice uh, a great achievement for Messi himself absolutely totally commercialised by Budweiser. <laughs> yeah exactly well done to the boy boy done good um moving on to the sports personality of the year um lewis hamilton took away the sports personality of the year uh with Klopp getting coach of the year yeah and liverpool getting team of the year and i'm not quite sure what uh but narimagedov got one yeah habib narimagedov named bbc world sports star of the year okay for for the old ufc kind of nice. mm-hmm. yeah with the ufc after uh, didn't he unify a couple of belts? Or uh, well, I mean, he's just undefeated, and then he had a he had a rough old year. His dad passed away, so then when he won oh, yeah, his last fight, he dedicated that to his dad, and then basically retired on the spot. Oh, oh, is that him? Pretty much done now. Uh, is he retired? Is he retired like McGregor's retired twice? You know that kind of way. Exactly. Is he coming back for a payday? But then again, he lives in the middle of nowhere in fucking former Soviet. Is it where's he? Is Uzbekistan? Uh, where's he from? Yeah, uh, it's somewhere near like I know he's Russian by nationality. But like it's yeah, some somewhere in the fast tundra of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Probably near Rostov or something like that. No, we're we're gonna have to find this out as well, because obviously that's uh if he's named as one of the best sports stars in the world, it's probably a wee bit shitty of us if we're like, yeah, the the Russian guy. Like Soviet Union hasn't existed since nineteen eighty. <laughs> but do you know what actually it says here because he, he is the city of uh, Dagestan, so he was actually born in the Soviet Union. So that would count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his uh yeah his record is 29 and 0 perfect record as a fighter with eight knockouts 11 submissions and 10 that went to decision um and then he 13 consecutive wins in the ufc lightweight division and three successful title defenses and as i'm speaking obviously since he's retired now 932 days as ufc lightweight champion until he retired there there you go. So that's, uh, yeah, he's kind of earned his, if this is his last chance to get an award from the BBC, I'm sure it means a lot to him. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, exactly. I'm sure the first thing he said was, what the fuck's the BBC? So. <laughs> uh, yeah, he also is the most popular Russian on Instagram with 26.3 million followers. Is that more than Putin? Because I feel like Putin wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, well, I don't know. Does Putin even have Instagram? I reckon, uh, what's, what's the uh, ballpark figure like people in Russia? Oh, geez, I wouldn't even know. Russia, it's, it's the, I mean, it's the biggest country in the world, but yeah, there's obviously vast swathes of it where there's nobody in it. Yeah, I don't know. The, there must be a couple of, I don't know. It's kind of like everyone's saying about the US election, like dead people voting for Biden or Trump or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of just like uh, the Russian government are giving like Burr's Instagram accounts just to get Putin like more followers than Habib. Okay, Russia 2020 population is estimated at 145,934,462. million nine hundred and thirty-four, four hundred and sixty-two. That's that's pretty exact for an estimate, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Russian population <laughs> is guess. almost two percent of the total world population. There you go. This is the only this is the only thing good about us doing this on Zoom is that I can go, I can still talk to you and also fact check because normally we're just sitting in my room in my house. Yeah, yeah it's a lot easier. Should we check that? Nah, just say something stupid. 
Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I was I was a bit surprised with Marcus Rashford not taking uh, home the Sports Personality of the Year award. Um, because obviously he did win an award, the sports person, uh, special sports personality award. Um, uh, it was the expert panel special award. So I don't know what that says about Lewis Hamilton if he just got like the regular panel who aren't experts in giving out sports personality of the year awards. I think um, Hamil- Hamilton's was given out on sporting merit, and Rashford obviously got his for his humanitarian award. Charity, is that what it yeah, was? It's, yeah, it's charity stuff, but yeah. uh. Yeah, uh, a bit, for, or, a for organizing school dinner for children in a supposed first world country, not bad. I know, mental, isn't it? Um, and then obviously, like, fair dues to Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool as well for winning it. Uh, because look, you know, once they start winning, they just can't stop now, except for tonight, which we'll get to. Hey, we get, <laughs> we'll get to that in this week in sport. Um, uh, we uh, this was actually really nice, uh, not what happened. But uh, watching the All Ireland final at your house, um, yeah, this was our, before lockdown. Our um, last thing we were able to do is socialising. It was class, yeah, the nineteenth. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, it, well, it was a fun first half because um, I missed like the first ten minutes. Um, but yeah, no Dublin won their sixth in a row. Six in a row, and that is the. I was telling you earlier on about one of the Mayo players, Aidan O'Shea, has now lost seven finals. To, to Dublin not just seven finals the same fucking team he's a, and also he's a, a fairly good forward he's a, he's a high scoring forward but he one of the, the facts that somebody brought up was that he's never actually scored against Dublin in an All-Ireland final so he's got a, I think he's got the the, uh, the curse on him like he just can't yeah. break it out but no they uh, no, no, put up a valiant effort and then slowly proceeded to just fade into the distance as it went just sort yeah, of fade like, into obscurity. Yeah, it ended up uh, to fourteen to fifteen uh, in favor of Dublin. So th- it it really just begs the question: Are Dublin going to get to ten in a row? Obviously, they've got a couple of years to do it. But and if they do get to ten in a row, what? How? How do you destroy the monster that is uh, Dublin? I, I think there was. There's previous teams that have done like nines and tens, but I think they've all been hurling teams. I don't think anybody, nobody in football had done five in a row. Dublin now have. Even the great Kerry teams of the 70s and 80s did four. Uh, yeah. Dublin, I think, had done four before. Wexford have randomly done four way at the turn of last century. Um, but yeah, Dublin made on six in a row. Previous nines and tens would have been stuff like, I think for 10 years was the ladies footballers from Cork. And I think Kilkenny Hurlers might have done eight or nine in a row. And that will be fact checked, but that's that's mm-hmm. from my sporting memory. I don't know. It's uh they are, as you said, they are a monster, and it's a whole other thing about the modern game, which brings in the discussion point of do they have too much money? Are they able to pretty much have full-time athletes? How do you compete with somebody if you've got a full-time job and then you're trying to train four nights a week to play exactly. you know, have nutritionists and sports psychologists and it's all, it all comes down to a lot of it, too, the funding they received from Crow Park as well. So there's allegations of a bias from the other counties. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, watch this time next year. You never know. Down could get, get, be getting beaten in the Sam McGuire by Okay, try and, say, try and say it first before you start laughing. Don't don't give away the punchline. You have to say it. <laughs> but it's so that. funny in my head. <laughs> Did you got to remember? I know you're new to the old... Uh, Gaelic Sports, but down were in the All Ireland Final in 2010 against Cork and only lost by a point. And they beat Kerry on the way to the All Ireland Final. It was a, 
it was a good year for Down. I remember watching it, just being like, oh my God, these fuckers are going to win one and I'm not going to listen to the end of it. But of course, <laughs> bought them in the second half. But yeah, the last 10 years down were there, man. It's a, it was a great well, team, team at the time because I think their odds of even getting there, if you had thrown a few pounds on the bookies at the start of that year and said down, we're going to be in the All-Iron final, you'd have been laughed out of play. Uh, I think I'm going to do that from now on. You know the way Tom Hanks apparently put money on Leicester winning the league when they won the league? I'm yeah. going to just start sticking a fiver on down to win it every year. Were they 500 At least the Ulster. Was that Leicester? Hmm? 500 to one? Yeah. Uh, I think it was, no, it was a couple of thousand to one. Actually, I thought it was 500 yeah. to one for Leicester to win. No, definitely not. It, the year they bat, they were battling relegation the year before. Hmm. I, Tom yeah. Hanks is a time traveler. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, the last thing we can talk about before we get into this week in sport, um, I'm very excited to hear this. I uh, don't know about you, down, but the NHL is coming back. Yes, with, this, this oh, is your preferred sport. Uh, I, lo- I love this sport a lot, but it's kind of weird for me because the, the um, season is reduced to... Uh, I think it's a 54-game season starting January 13th, which is very strange, very strange indeed, because um, normally there's like, uh, sorry, 56 games. Uh, so, you know, it's very strange, especially with, uh, you know, uh, the 31 teams this season, uh, the new kind of uh, divisions that they've been broken up into to kind of limit the amount of traveling that teams have to do and stuff like that, which will obviously help in terms of, like, uh, COVID restrictions and stuff like that. Because if, like, Vancouver were playing Florida in Florida, like, they have to travel, like, the entire length of the continent, like, and, you know, that just ups your chances of, you know, getting infected, so... Norm- um, normally in, in ice hockey, would Vancouver play Florida? Is there, are the divisions yeah. based on skill, or are they based on geography? The new ones are ge- geographical, geographical right? location. For the most part, geographical location, there has been a couple of years where it's just like, uh, I'm thinking of examples of like in the early years. So like in the 1940s, California were in the Eastern Division. So yeah, the California North or the California Golden Seals were (laughs) like in the same division as Philadelphia and they're opposite side of the country. It's like, it's very strange. Um, But this year they've kind of, they've made it as, as kind of close as possible with the North Division, uh, having Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg all in one division, which are all the Canadian teams. Uh, in the West, uh, they have Anaheim, Phoenix, Colorado, Los Angeles. A bit weird having Minnesota in that league and not in the Central League. Um, San Jose, St. Louis, same again. Uh, Midwest State kind of clumped in with the West. See, and I Las thought- Vegas. I thought you were going to explain it that they were maybe doing it where it was like the old days where they had the, it was like within a bus ride kind of thing. I know obviously the plane, the teams all fly now, but to reduce yeah. that travel time or maybe the safety of having to go to an airport to get on a plane, they just put them on like a, a couple of fucking sterile buses and go to it. But yeah, that's Minnesota playing California. What's the point of that? Yeah. Play. Yeah. Playing the West. It's very strange, but this is probably the, the strangest one in the central um uh, florida panthers and the tampa bay lightning so two teams from florida which is the most easternly state is uh uh, in the central division i'm I'm actually looking at the map right now and i'm just like what very very strange but the east the east is just like yeah that's the way it should be kind of thing 
Uh, and I think the only reason that uh, Florida, the Floridian teams aren't in the East is just simply because of the amount of teams that are actually in the East at the minute. So the North uh, have one less team than the rest of the league. So I don't know how that's going to work out in terms of scheduling and stuff like that, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe, you know, not having to travel as far, I guess. So they've, they've run with like, four divisions? Four divisions, yeah. Uh, Which obviously would, would, have, would have neatly divided into 32 teams, but there's 31 franchises. Exactly, yeah. There's that. Okay. And they just kept the Canadian teams as they are. But next season, Seattle's going to be in it. So that'll be the 32 team season that uh, is kind of like getting everybody a bit excited. Um, are, they a new, plus, are they a new franchise or like a Yeah, new team? franchise just brought in. Uh, it's uh, completely new as well. It's not like a team is moving like Atlanta did. With the Atlanta Thrashers, they moved to Winnipeg to get the Winnipeg Jets back. Um, this is like a brand new starting from scratch franchise. So, and it's really interesting because I'm, I forget what they're calling the stadium, but it's completely built from scratch and it is 100% carbon neutral. So uh, it's like a carbon footprint is completely zero and they want to keep that throughout the whole season to, you know, try and be like a positive kind of, I don't know, example for the rest of the league saying like it can be done. You just need to put the, you know, money and effort into it. That's pretty cool. You know, obviously they'll have like compostable cups for the beers and all that stuff. Make stuff like that, yeah. That's cool, Very strange, but yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's a positive f- move forward for the, uh, the, my door just opened and there's no one there. So my room is haunted. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. All right, well, let's say, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before this season kicks off then, there's 31 uh-huh. teams. Number one, who's your team? And number two, who's your preseason pick for the for the Stanley? Oh, man, that is a great fucking question. Uh, so my favorite team is Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Um, uh, I And for my season pick, I definitely would have picked the Washington Capitals because they just won recently in 2017, I think it was, or 2018. Um, and they, they hadn't won one before, so it was great to get uh, one of the best players, a Russian guy called Alexander Ovechkin to get his first Stanley Cup, um, which was great because there's uh, there's always like a big debate in ice hockey between two players. It's kind of like the Messi and Ronaldo of ice hockey. And that's Sidney Crosby, uh, the Canadian who plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, Alexander Ovechkin who plays for the Capitals. Uh, and they're in the same division this year. So I am, I, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I want to say Washington. Yeah, Washington, fuck it. Yeah. I'm, okay, right. We'll record, we record that for future use, Washington. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, just a brief thing before we move on to this week in sport. Uh, sad news uh, of, uh, it just reminded me uh, when I was talking about um, the Washington Capitals. They recently traded uh, uh, to get a goaltender called Henrik Lundqvist. Um, from the New York Rangers, he was like their franchise player. He uh, he's never been able to uh, get a Stanley Cup or anything like that. Uh, but he was always a great uh, goaltender. He's had to retire uh, because of a heart condition uh, that kind of like just has kind of crept up crept up on him, and he uh, can no longer play professional ice hockey, which is very sad because he was a great player and. Uh, what, but so yeah, I think basically, what's your excuse for never being a professional ice hockey player with your shit heart? Uh, I knew from the start I had a shit heart. <laughs> recently. Uh, perfect time to go into this weekend's sport. 
This Week in Sport. So, yeah, This Week in Sport, we're starting from the uh, the 20th of December. Uh, in the Premier League, there was a couple of kind of choice... Uh, your shadow box in there scaring me. Um, uh, yeah, a couple of choice results. Uh, not really a game you can go much into. Brighton against Sheffield United, 1-1. Yeah. Same kind of boring. But yeah. Leicester coming away with all three points against Tottenham. That was a big you know? one for them. That was... That, that was a great one. Uh, as I've said it, you know, maybe the only thing that's come true that we've said on this podcast is that uh, Spurs are bottling it. You know? <laughs> Uh, which is kind of it's bittersweet, I guess. I kind of I, I would rather have Spurs win the league again than Liverpool, but uh, like if I had to choose, but if they're playing this bad, then fuck them. <laughs> uh, Manchester United, I'll let you do this one. Six two against Leeds. Six two against uh, the formerly the artist formerly known as Dirty Dirty Leeds. Yeah, six two. <laughs> uh, look, Leeds Leeds hit them uh, kind of with everything they had, which was their all out attack style, and for once, Man United counter attacked at speed. They didn't just kind of They did it quickly. Yeah. I mean, like Scott McTominay scoring in the second and the third minute. Yeah, Scott McTominay, the uh, the reincarnation of Franz Beckenbauer. Has he ever scored in like the Premiership for United? He has. McTominay has scored, but he's um at present he seems to be a bit of a squad player. But there you go. He they fired him out and he, he had a rattle. So, but, I mean, from that the other some of the other results were sort of. Uh, kind of more predictable although I, def- I didn't see Burnley beating Wolves 2-1 and I definitely thought West Brom were going to lose to Villa but I didn't think they were going to go down 3-0 with 10 men yeah, especially with Big Sam being announced as uh, their yeah. new manager after Village got sacked first day on the uh, job bro, difficult one uh, moving on to the Monday's game now I was kind of glad we didn't do a podcast last week because I was like hey we don't have to talk about West Ham getting beat 3-0 um, but <laughs> we'll cover it now uh, yeah, West Ham. To say that they didn't play well, I don't think it's true because they did play all right, although the scoreline doesn't really reflect that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Chelsea fucking hammered us 3 0. Like, um, <laughs> uh, Diago Silva. Because huh? I, I thought it was a very schizophrenic result then based on what I saw from Chelsea yesterday. But against West Ham, obviously they played better football. So yeah. Yeah. With uh, Thiago Silva and Tammy Abraham, both uh, Tammy Abraham getting two and Silva scoring in the first half. So it was kind of, you know, kind of took the, took the wind out of my sails in terms of uh, uh, Christmas joy. But uh, moving on to Tuesday. Now, this is the EFL Cup. Uh, Newcastle got beat by Brentford, 1-0. Yeah, I think the Newcastle fans are finally ready to burn down St. James's Park. They've been threatening it for years, but they've never done it. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the year. Uh, yeah, uh, weird times in Newcastle, I guess, because their league form hasn't been too, too bad. No, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, Newcastle, same again, schizophrenia is incredible in the team of, uh, you know, scraping a point off a big team, then losing 3-0. Yeah. To, like, how, uh, how are you doing that? Smaller. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, losing to smaller teams, Arsenal got beat by Man City as well. Which is crazy. <laughs> you like that? You like it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Gabriel Jesus scored in the third minute. They really put the fire up him. Uh, and Alexander Lacazette scored, which I'm not used to saying yet on this podcast. Uh, but Mares, Foden, and Laporte all scored for uh, City. So it was pretty, pretty dominant performance. I didn't get watching the game, but I saw the highlights and the goals. 
and Arsenal just were never in it. So that's think, another. Do you think Man City are looking at their current league form and going, "We better win a couple of wee trophies, kicking about here"? Or yeah, we need something. Yeah, yeah, or Pep Guardiola is going to be found out that he's actually a fake. <laughs> Not that I subscribe to that theory, but um, moving on to Wednesday, uh, Tottenham beat Stoke three one on a cold, windy night in Stoke. Um, the goals coming from Gareth Bale, uh, who kind of it was a nice, neatly finish. Uh, ben Davis and Harry Kane, uh, which you know, decent, and especially with you know the kind of connection that we have with Stoke with Michael O'Neill, um, managing now. Was it on a Tuesday though? Isn't it a cold, rainy Tuesday? No, 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 Wednesday, so oh, slightly warmer. Doesn't count, doesn't count then. <laughs> and uh, Manchester United beat Everton 2 0 uh, in the late kickoff. Which was a very decent result for you guys. I think a good cup run for anybody uh, is good, but you guys, fuck, you left it very late to score two goals. Cavani uh, scoring in the 80th minute, and then Martial scoring in the 96th minute. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't care. I don't care that Cavani can only run for 15 minutes at a time. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's great. He is so much more than just selling uh, shirts with number seven on the back. He is, I hands down, your best striker at the minute. Yeah, the impact of who can't play a full game. <laughs> exactly. <Fair enough. laughs> and who might be getting suspended for three matches. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting times. Uh, we're skipping over Thursday and Friday because that was uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And notoriously, not a lot of football happened in those days. I know, uh, apparently, unless... apparently the footballers get time off. Who the fuck doing that? Who's giving what? time off? I need something to do in those days. Moving on to uh, yesterday, Boxing Day, the 26th, uh, early kickoff, uh, Leicester uh, at home against United, finished up 2-2. Yeah, fair. Can't even be mad about that one. I was just like, yeah, that was about deserved. I mean, United went one nil up. I think they had about 30% of possession at the time, so yeah, fair enough. Yeah, early in the 23rd minute as well, and then Harvey Barnes equalised. His, Man, equali- his equalizer know. was lovely, but he should have been closed down. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, like, I don't know how many people have sold their soul to the devil for United to get Bruno Fernandez, but let me tell you, it's worth it. He is just unstoppably scoring in every single United game. Mm. And he, assi- he assisted Rashford's goal as well, which is just like, you know, he, he literally is a godsend. I was watching the game yesterday and I was I kept slabbering about um Martial. And yeah. then I was like fucking Martial and then he sco- and then he scored and you know everyone was like, oh what do you think of him now? And then it was ruled offside and I was like fucking told you. Shit. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, his form has really dipped. Um I thought it, I thought in that European matches he was a... What did I say to you in a previous podcast that he was a Parisian? Yeah, player. he's secret spy for the Parisians. Scored <laughs> a goal for PSG against United. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're all at it. They're all at it. Um, uh, Aston Villa beat Palace three 0 after, yeah. and they had uh, Tyrone Mings sent off as well after two yellow cards. Did you see uh, the actual? Did you see the incident? I watched the football. I watched the match to see what Mings did to to enrage Zaha so much. No. He pretty much had him a wee kick in the in the inner thigh because he went to kind of stamp down to get the ball, but he's playing through his legs. Zaha huh? lost his mind. And then obviously the two of them, the referee keeping an eye on them. Next time Zaha went near Mings, he just put his hands out and shoved them. So it was fucking stupid. The first one wasn't the yellow card. 
but the second one was, but sadly it's yeah. his second yellow card, so he got the line, and they still won mm. 3-0. Yeah, well, hey, Aston Villa must be doing something right because they're playing very, very fucking well at the minute. Yeah. So that's what, what, what are they on at the minute? It's currently something crazy, run of form. Yeah, their last games, so a win-win, a draw, a win, a couple of losses. They didn't deserve to lose against us uh, or Brighton, to be fair. But, you know, like beating the likes of uh, Arsenal 3-0, beating Leicester 1-0, they deserve to be where they are at the minute because yeah. they had that continuous good form. Like, So fair play to them. One of the other games, you just, you just mentioned a, a team that we've obviously spent a lot of time joyfully slagging because obviously they're another London team you like. But they had an absolute resurrection yesterday against Chelsea. Arsenal beat Chelsea 3-1. I have I watched this game too, and I had no idea. How I many like, how many bookies dockets did that game beat? Oh, ripped up so many. I'm kind of glad that my body power kind of suspended so I couldn't bet on that game. Like um and like when Lacazette scored the penalty, and this is the second game in a row that he scored, uh he scored in the EFL Cup against Man City. I was just like, yeah, okay, it's their consolation goal that they score at the start. And then Granite Shaka's free kick. I'm like, he's turned into Dimitri Payet. He's one of the best players in the world. Make yeah. him Arsenal captain. <laughs> but it's it's kind of weird. Saka scoring a very strange goal, uh, which he claimed was 100% trying to chip the keeper. And I'm like, that's bullshit, man. That you, you weren't even looking. <laughs> yeah, they need to go back and look at that. And you're like, Does, do we even credit this as an assist that you were trying to fucking pass it, cross it, get rid of it? Yeah, who was the last Chelsea player to touch it? He, it should be an own goal for him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tammy Abraham's uh, scored in the 85th minute, and they got a penalty that was missed by Jorginho. Yeah, uh, Bird Leno uh, saving it, which you know kind of nice because he's just i don't know he, he was bigged up so much uh going into like his time with arsenal as like the proper like he's going to be a dominant kind of jens Lehmann type you know german goalkeeper but he really hasn't been living up to it but yeah decent um moving on newcastle getting beat again at the eddie had 2-0 against city yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, one and Torres scoring. Yeah, it just seems like they struggle away from home, I guess. To, to uh, even fuck. like, I don't know, I like, I didn't get to see the highlights of that game at all, but from like looking at the, the stats of it, it's not great. I can only explain that they lost 2 0 because our mate Mick Conlon must have been watching the match. Mick is That's a Newcastle fan, and we've discussed it. if Mick watches the game at all, beaten. So if he, but yeah. if he doesn't watch, they can at least scrape a draw against some teams. So <laughs> Mech must have watched. Mech, if you watched the match, what happened? Was it that you Stop watched? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Everton ended up uh, beating Sheffield United 1-0 uh, in Sheffield. I watched now, that game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheffield continued to be a tragic figure. Uh, do you know what? See, you used to watch the industry and even watch, like when I watched the United and stuff, they're not mm-hmm. terrible. I can't yeah. explain what is going on? It, it's so weird because like people like West Brom and stuff like that, you're going like, oh yeah, they're going to get like trounced every day, kind of every time they play uh, because they don't look sharp yeah. on the ball, off the ball, anything like that. There isn't any big changes normally from game to game uh, in terms of like switching the lineup. Uh, 
but yeah, with Sheffield, they seem to be doing everything right apart from winning, yeah, which no, is so weird. Like, yeah, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, moving on to uh, the 27th, which is today. Uh, Leeds uh, beat Burnley 1-0 uh, in Allen Road. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say Leeds, with the, as we talk about the all-out attack strategy, Burnley are actually usually a very hard team to break down because a lot of teams of Burnley can do the blanket thing fucking great. So for yeah. them to get the goal, I'm sure. Don't know how, yeah, they, well, I don't know how good a game well. was going to be. I mean, early kickoff as well. I wasn't enthused about watching too much. I was flicking in and out of it. Yeah, that was the exact same. Uh, but the, the second game of the day, the West Ham against Brighton. Uh, was a different story. Um, West Ham played dog shit in the first half. Um, it's going to say, Brighton took the lead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They scored in the 44th minute. Your French guy, Mopé, scored. Um, or however you pronounce his name. But then Ben Johnson got his first goal for West Ham in the 60th minute. 70th minute, Lewis Dunk scored from a corner. And then guess who scored in the 86th or 82nd minute to uh, uh, tie things up for West Ham? Was it... Tevez. Unfortunately not, no. Uh, it's so check yourself before you wreck yourself. I was going to say, I just figured out, this, this, is the, this is the longest we've ever got into a, po- a podcast without you mentioning Tar- Tevez. So I and, and I didn't mention him. It was you. <laughs> um, oh, I, the, I the, promise the, that will never happen again. I think you're uh, fucking brainwashing me into doing this. I'm hypnotized. Like, <laughs> Tevez, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, all right, so that was the one that was the, on the coverage of it. Gary Neville was talking about how the different commentators pronounce his name. So you call him so check yourself before you wreck yourself. Is it mm-hmm. Sochek? Sochek? So, how, what's the pronunciation of it? Do you know? Sochek from what I've heard. just Sochek, because it's got one of the wee things above one of his letters, yeah. doesn't it? So. Check fadas. Yeah, fada. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, moving on to the game we literally watched before uh, starting to record today. Uh, Liverpool drew against West Brom at Anfield. Yeah, that was their chance to go five points clear. Just to, look, they're still um, top boss yeah. with Everton breathing in the neck. Leicester's up there, United's up there. It's a lot tighter at the top than last Christmas when everyone was going, bye Liverpool, see, see you bye. bye. See you next year. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a bit yeah, of um, they are, And then also, they, um, who went off injured? They lost another fucking defender. They put on like that yeah. guy, Williams, who's like 18. He was spending... Oh, Nico because, Williams, yeah. Yeah, Williams was on because they lost another defender. So... Yeah, Joel Matip, yeah. Yeah. That was mad. Like, it's completely and like Dave Okarigi uh, coming on on the 90th minute. What's the point at that stage? Like, you know, there's only brought, like a couple. They brought him on for like a corner because Liverpool have been doing well with set pieces. But yeah, no, there you go. Yeah. From, that Sam Allardyce has not lost his last four games at Anfield. All with different teams, which is crazy. Like, so it would have been West Ham, Crystal Palace, uh, Everton, and now West Brom. Yeah, not mental. Mark Big Sam, all you want. He's managed some dog shit teams. I got points hey, at Liverpool. He is great at what he does. Um, uh, so in the game that is currently happening at the minute uh, in Molyneux, it's Wolves against Tottenham. Tottenham are one 0 up, and Ndombele scored in the first minute. Tottenham. T- I was going to say Tottenham took the lead very quickly. I'm just trying. To- yeah. Because we're going to record this and hang up before, and then go watch the rest of the match. Should we? Will we have a bit of a fun prediction? What do you think? Uh, yeah. So three uh, one Tottenham uh, with uh, actually I need to check who's playing. I was going to say, are you going to say a song goal with a cane assist or a cane goal with a song assist? It's one of it's some combination of those two. Like, um, 
So the the lineups is yeah, Larissa isn't that right? He should be at least. Um, right lineups. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Larissa and Nets, Son and Kane, and Dombele playing in the middle. Uh, that's a weird kind of setup they've got there. Um, uh, no, yeah, I, I'd still give it uh, Tottenham, Kane, Kane, and Dombele, and Son to score. Uh, and I don't know, uh, Ruben, uh, no, Adam, uh, Adama Traore to score for uh, Wolves. Also, I meant to say this to you because we've mentioned him before. Do you think it's Traore like some sort of weightlifter or CrossFit athlete before he was a professional footballer? <laughs> uh, yeah, me, me, and uh, fr- a friend of the uh, um, podcast, Ian Thompson, have had this discussion before. Uh, in my eyes, there's no way because he he's gone on record as saying he doesn't really use weights at the gym or anything like that, uh, and he's gone on record as saying like it's just his metabolism. And I call bullshit. And we've been having like quite heated arguments about this going like no nobody can get to that st- that that is like that should count as the disability if yeah. that is the case like you know what i mean because you we, are too att- you are too attractive if you're like that and you don't go to the gym can we get him piss tested maybe <laughs> yeah exactly yeah is he like putting steroids in his cornflakes or something like yeah, that just injecting injecting testosterone into his eyeballs or something i don't know <laughs> probably uh, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, us for this week in sport because that's the only sport that's happened. Yeah, that's true as well. Christmas Eve, we promise we'll have more. We'll spread out a bit more because the GA is overnight. We will have more. I don't know, NHL is that the next one starts in January? NHL, NBA, um, baseball will start up again soon. We are going to be covering the postseason of the NFL quite uh, heavily, which I'm very excited for. Uh, and yeah, a bunch of new stuff in the new year, which <laughs> we're all buzzing about here. Uh, injury time podcast saying like there's a whole team behind us it is literally me and Darren are we going to be able here's the thing though are we going to be at a lockdown in time to actually be able to hang out and watch maybe Super Bowl see I don't know how they're going to do it this year because normally it's like the first Sunday in February so I'm not quite sure if they're changing it this year or not but it's uh we'll find out we'll find out and uh yeah that was this week in sport uh, so yeah, so for story time this week, we uh, wanted to do this just before Christmas, uh, but we're doing it now, uh, and we've also got a little bit extra, so it's like two stories this week, uh, but we're going to talk about the uh, football matches that happened during the ceasefire in 1914, during Christmas. Now, it's kind of, I would say, public knowledge to most British people that uh, during Christmas in World War One, the uh, kind of like... German forces and the English forces had a ceasefire, exchanged presents, had a game of football, and then the very next day went back to trying to kill each other. Now, as much as you think that is probably the case, uh, a lot of the stuff has kind of like been romanticized because a lot of the stuff like uh, you've seen the Sainsbury's ad where it depicts that exactly what I just said kind of thing. Um, So yeah, I think it's kind of been romanticized for a bit, but like many accounts of the true uh, involvement of one or two uh, football matches being played in no man's land during uh, the ceasefire. This was mentioned in some earlier reports written by uh, a doctor who was attached to the Rifle Brigade, uh, published in the Times in 1915, reporting that a football match had been played uh, between them and us in the front of the trench 
but officially nothing has gone down on record as saying this has actually happened. Um, but there are several different poems written uh, from people who were like officers on the front line uh, who later on uh, became poets like Robert Graves, um, who reconstructed the encounter in a story published in 1962. And in his version, uh, the Germans won 3-2. So, you know, some things never change. England getting beat by the Germans. Did it go to penalties? <laughs> <laughs> just Karen Tierney, or not Karen Tierney, uh, Karen Trippi, like crying in the uh, Southgate fucking uh, manifest or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, if, it goes, um, if it goes to penalties, death penalties. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Russian roulette. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, there, there's been a, a, a couple of uh, different accounts of, uh, yes, there was football, uh, technically football games being played, uh, not having any rules or anything like that, because you're not going to, you know, it's, it's going to be very hard to play like a normal game of football in no man's land, you know, yeah. where there's dead bodies, barbed wire, uh, like bomb holes. Uh, which was my nickname in university. Um, and, <laughs> um, and like, so there's probably landmines or something. I don't know. There uh, is a, yeah, so, I was going to say, there is a dramatized version of this in, a, in the movie. It's called Noel. It was a... Oh, yeah, I remember a, you telling me about this. Yes, it's a cross-production between... Because uh, in this... in the movie the soldiers are scottish french and german so mm. it's, it's actually very good i've seen it the war movie but it basically shows the the truce so it's worth a watch yeah i'll definitely i'll give that a watch wink okay so many uh, units were reported uh, uh with the accounts of taking part in one of the games uh there was a, a man named Dash, which who was listed in the 133rd Royal Saxon Regiment. Uh, they played against uh, Scottish troops, uh, the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders, uh, and they both uh, played against the Germans. So it was kind of like I don't know, like a mini tournament between like three kind of groups of teams. Um, which was kind of weird. Uh, and reportedly, the Scots had won all their games by four-one. So. I don't know, match fixing, probably something in there. Uh, the Royal Field Artillery uh, against the Prussians and the Hanovers near Ypres. Uh, and you may remember, we have mentioned this division of the British Army before, but the Lancashire Fusiliers. Oh, they were the guys uh, who kicked the ball into no man's land, weren't they? You had to go get the ball back. Uh, no, they were uh, the division that was oh, on the Bloody train. Sunday. Yeah, okay. Bloody Sunday. See, it's all come together. Um, but the accounts were they didn't actually have a proper football to play with. So they used a bully beef ration tin as a ball. So essentially what they were doing was playing a football match against uh, <laughs> this other force who they're fighting against with essentially what is like a spam tin. <laughs> and uh, apparently there was another, uh, another report of another football game being played on New Year's Day by Colonel J.E.B. Seeley. Uh, in his diary, he said he was invited to a football match between the Saxons and English on New Year's Day, but uh, there was no other uh, reports of games being played that day, so I doubt it actually happened. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was pretty much... Um, 
the story of the Christmas truce kind of football games happening uh, in the First World War. Obviously, it's kind of it's popular knowledge because one of the funniest TV shows, in my opinion, Blackadder, um, Blackadder goes forth. Yeah. When he mentions that, that always cracks me up about uh, uh, like it, that. That was definitely an offside goal. Like they're in the middle of like this hell on earth war in the trenches, and he's just getting annoyed about the Germans being offside. Uh, which was perfect. Uh, but moving on to our second game, uh, our second game, uh, second story in story time this week. Uh, it was an interesting one. I uh, read the article about it yesterday. It was on BBC News uh, and it is titled The Boxing Day Game That Changed Women's Football Forever um, by Jenny Coleman. So do you know much about early 1920s women's football, Darren? I'm assuming this is, was this anything to do with like the suffragette movement or was this just after ladies got the vote or what was, what was the basis of this? Uh, I'm not quite sure what the uh, um, like current climate with like uh, any women's lib, women's, uh, women's rights things uh, in Liverpool at the time, but uh, um, uh, we'll get into it now. So on a Boxing Day afternoon in Liverpool in 1920, more than 53,000 football fans crammed into Goodison Park with 14,000 locked outside. Uh, you'd be forgiven to thinking that it was, uh, you know, a local derby between Everton and Liverpool, but Everton had played the day before and lost against Arsenal at home. Uh, the capacity crowd had actually came to watch a women's charity match between Dick Kerr ladies, not joking, that's genuinely what they're called, uh, and St. Helens ladies. Uh, so basically, the match itself was kind of organized to uh, raise funds for wounded soldiers from the Great War in 1914, uh, or in <laughs> kind of like in preparation for uh, the Second World War. Uh, but who knows? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so a year after that, women's football was completely banned. And the only way that they could kind of play an organized version of football uh, was if they were doing charity games. So um, Gail uh, Newsom uh, said there was no women's league at the time, so women's games were all genuinely played for charity. Um, the, as the Preston Rangers player and author said, uh, the war had touched everyone in some way or another. Some girls had lost their brothers, brother-in-laws, uh, fathers, husbands, stuff like that, and they were all wanting to give something back. So having that kind of outlet of yes, this is a charity game, they're doing something good, but they're also getting to do something that they loved, um, you know, and obviously uh, women weren't allowed to be admitted into the army during the um, World War One, as like, uh, as men kind of like enlisted. So it must, uh, like that's, I think that's fucking beautiful, the way, uh, you know, they kind of got to do this male dominated sport and this male dominated thing that they weren't allowed to help out in but they helped out in their own way, which I think is, oh, yeah. Pretty great, phenomenal great. To, organize, to organize a match that has 53,000 people at it and 14,000 that couldn't get in. So that's obviously what the isn't capacity that, is good, isn't it? Yeah, like nobody, I don't think 53,000 people have ever seen Linfield play, like in total. <laughs> like if you accumulate all the games together. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of nice. And it, the article goes on to say, uh, how the women's game is kind of like growing in terms of popularity and now especially thanks to uh, the Women's World Cup and stuff like that and the fact that after every match of the day on is a Saturday or Sunday 
uh, the Women's Football League highlight show gets shown. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching it this whole season. Not apart from the fact that it's in different stadiums that are kind of lower key than uh, that than the likes in the Premier League. There's not a hell of a lot of a difference. Yeah, they seem to have their own their own stadium or stadiums what they can use, but it's they're sort of kind of like the size of the stadiums you would get for Irish League. So they're yeah. smaller yeah. smaller football clubs that they're being used for the professional ladies team. I actually know uh, talking about women's footballers. I I went to see her two years ago in the Women's Champions League, which was actually, the group stages were held in Belfast. Oh. My mate was playing for a team from Iceland. Uh, so the girl, uh, Stephanie Bukovic, who I worked with in Canada as a football coach, she is actually goalkeeper for Split over in Croatia. And she, mm-hmm. she is also the Croatian national goalie. And she's a freestyler as well. She's a football freestyler. So that used to be her, pretty much her job as well. She would you know, like do kids' birthday parties and do freestyle soccer tricks. Serious footballer, uh, massive respect for her, and would not go near her in a five side because she would just turn the inside out and make it look like a dickhead. So yeah, and she's a keeper, like so. she's a keeper. So this is this this is the skill <laughs> yeah. I was here talking about. The girls are playing at like yeah, uh, and that uh, basically uh, kind of wraps up our Boxing Day kind of episode uh, for story time. It's kind it's it's definitely kind of like a shorter version of what we normally get into, just because it isn't like a specific. Uh, kind of person, team, or event like Bloody Sunday was, where you can like really get your teeth in because there's a very limited amount of information. One of the things, of one of the things mm-hmm. I do know that we that we uh, covered from what you mentioned about um, the boxing or the sorry the Christmas Day game in 1914 was mm-hmm. that it was a, it wasn't officially sanctioned by the superiors, so a lot of men were court-martialed after the games happened because commanding officers. They arranged the truce among themselves, the, the, among the, the the soldiers. So there was yeah. the. Uh, it, it's covered, as I said, in that movie. It's called Joy in the Well. Funnily enough, Dan Kruger is in it, and Daniel Brühl, who are two people that are also in Inglorious Bastards. So they're doing a World War One movie, and they're also doing a World War Two movie. So that's what you get. Perfect. To. And the Scottish yeah. guy is a guy who used to be in EastEnders, so his career's going well. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That guy's got a bit more info with that one. And on that note. Perfect time to bring an end to story time. Uh, yeah, so looking forward uh, to games coming up uh, in the coming days. We're looking forward to Monday, the 28th. Uh, Crystal Palace are against Leicester at Selhurst Park. Chelsea are against Aston Villa in Stamford, uh, Stamford Bridge. And Everton are playing Man City in Goodison Park. That's probably game of the day. I'd say Everton, Man City. Yeah, although I genuinely think Aston Villa might get all three points uh, away to Chelsea. Um, sure. Just Jordan's a just tipster, be- forgot the challenge. Uh. Yeah, 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 lads. <laughs> what was that 10 to 1, that podcast that we're never going to start? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I reckon Leicester, Leicester, easy winners against Crystal Palace. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The game of the day is definitely Aberdeen against City. Everton and um, Everton Villa and Everton, sorry, Chelsea and Villa and Everton Man City. Maybe if you are a betting man, maybe a both teams to score. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it just just in terms because Mendy was real leaky uh, against Arsenal. Yeah, uh, and uh, Thiago Silva. Yes, he brings so much with his experience, but the guy's thirty six years old and he is very slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
as someone who is 35 years old and very slow, I understand. <laughs> and like with Everton, you don't know which goalie he's going to start if it's Jordan Pickford or the other guy who I can't remember who he is. Um, like just because they've kind of Angelotti's been like, okay, yes, no, I'm putting like all my chips uh, on uh, Pickford, and then they're like, oh wait, no, 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 I was joking about that. I'm not giving you like a series of games so you can like injure the rest of the fucking best players in the world when you're playing against cities so yeah, who knows well. still the allegation about who him knows? doing Van Dijk at the start of the year exactly we have a few Tuesday's games which I think are on Amazon so not, not for the Sky or BT crowd because there's four uh, luckily I'm on Amazon so, so I that's probably uh, picking games though. well obviously you're going to watch West Ham Southampton but yeah oh actually I can uh, watch I can watch two games that night because you got Brighton Arsenal West Brom Leeds Southampton West Ham Burnley playing Sheffield all at six o'clock and then United mm-hmm. Wolves at eight, so I'll probably join you watching West Ham Southampton because I think that'll be a decent match. Decent, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, it's you know, that same as and we're notoriously bad away from home, so and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would be very happy with a the point there. Uh, I reckon West Brom will get a point against Leeds. Um, definitely after getting the point against Liverpool today, you know. And although when was the last time Leeds played? They played today, didn't they? Against us. Did they? Have they got the biggest break out of the, the teams? Is I think they have. Teams? Yeah, they beat Burnley 1 0 this morning. That was the early kickoff today. Okay. I just couldn't remember who they were playing. So, yeah, they've had like a decent enough wee break. Um, Burnley are playing uh, Sheffield. You'd expect uh, Burnley to come away with at least a point. Um, what do you reckon about United against Wolves? Because Wolves aren't necessarily the best this season, but they're still a very difficult team to break down. Uh, I think because that game is on Tuesday, so what are we on Sunday night now? Wolves are playing tonight, so they've actually got the, the quickest or the shortest turnaround of any team. United mm-hmm. have an extra wee day. So I suppose depending on who you start, but they're losing currently 1-0 to Spurs in the first half. Uh, do you know what? Hard to call. It's really hard to put your heart in your sleeve and be like, United's going to win because we all know that they could completely fuck it. Uh, I would exactly. say at present form they should beat Wolves, but I'm not thinking it's going to be a massive score. Wolves are not. Yeah, it could be one or two nil or something like that. Yes, potentially even the leak we went into maybe a two one, but we'll just keep ticking. All right. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, this is the thirtieth. Uh, Tottenham are at home against Fulham, and Newcastle are at home against Liverpool. That should be two. I mean, I would say fairly cut and dry, but yeah, still, uh, as the old saying goes. Probably not. Um, uh, the 31st, there's no premiership matches. Uh, but if I could offer some football alternatives, uh, in La Liga, uh, Atletico Bilbao are playing Real Sociedad. Okay. That'll, that'll no? Be all okay. Okay. No, 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 that's fine. No, that's fine. If you guys don't want to watch it, it's fine. Um, and uh, we'll finish up with uh, the Friday and Saturday games. Uh, so the uh, 1st and 2nd of January, 2021, uh, the first game is Everton at home against West Ham. We'll definitely be watching that. Uh, followed by the second game, Manchester United at home against Aston Villa. Yes. Two decent games. Two Sorry, good games, but you, but you said West Ham aren't good on the road and Everton are... Everton went through... I mean, obviously, they took off flying at the start of the year and then kind of dropped off a bit and have miraculously reappeared at second in the league. So yeah. Their form is great. They've won their last... I think they drew, drew one and won their last four. Yeah. which is fucking great. Uh, and then moving on to the Saturday, 
Uh, so the 2nd of January, Tottenham are at home against Leeds. Uh, Crystal Palace at home against Sheffield United. Wolves play Brighton at the Amex Stadium in Brighton. And West Brom are at home to Arsenal. Gonna say something controversial. West Brom Arsenal might be the game of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, just cause, just cause, well, West Brom need the points, and Arsenal had a wee recovery against Chelsea, but their form has been terrible. So, yeah. are they back? Who knows? Uh, I reckon Tottenham Leeds would be a decent match too if Leeds play the way they have been the whole season. Yeah. That, so, that'll, that'll be good to watch. And it's an early, it's an early game too. Exactly. So you don't need you don't need to watch the three o'clock or the half five kickoffs. You know they're pretty run of the mill. Just just bookend your day with a couple of football games, or match of the day that works too. Yeah, match of the day too. Um, uh, sh- sure, we'll just do Sunday as well. So this time next week, uh, Burnley play Fulham uh, at Turf Moor, Newcastle against Leicester, and the highlight is uh, Manchester City are playing Chelsea uh, in London. So yeah, Chelsea at home, that'll be good. And then actually, Chelsea at home, and then well, we might we might be recording by that point the day after Southampton Liverpool. That could be that could be worthwhile as well. Southampton get a few yeah. free kicks. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, Chelsea, never... Chelsea, Chelsea, Man City probably the tightest game of the weekend for positional or how the team should be playing. But Man City currently then what are they eighth, sixth? They're yeah, not great. Not, probably Without not what they should be. Yeah, um, at the minute in terms of standings. Uh, of the games playing at the minute, Manchester City are sixth. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just one point below United. Uh, that is if Tottenham end up winning today, uh, they go third with twenty eight points. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. For, for a few points now. Definitely. Definitely. Um, j- can I just say? The one thing I'm grateful of this year, 2020, is I don't know where my voice broke there halfway through saying 2020. Uh, the one thing I'm grateful of is uh, not being a Sheffield United fan, and <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end the uh, the upcoming games, the final one of 2020. I I but know now, I know a Sheffield fan. Maybe we should bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that counts as friend abuse or something like that. Yes. Uh, but the juiciest part of the podcast has now come. Yeah. This. Okay, I'll try and explain it properly. So technically, I have like a game in hand. So Darren is currently on four, but I am currently on three. But I obviously have three questions to be asked today. If I get all three of them right, oh no, I just need to get two right to win. I need to get one right to draw. And if we do draw, we do like a penalty shootout. And the first person to get their question wrong is out or so loses. You'd have, you'd have to get yours wrong and they get theirs right. So I would have oh, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of hope you beat me because I don't have a, a more questions. I need to like, <laughs> I need to like pause this and take 10 minutes to go right question. <laughs> uh, okay, let's have it down. Let's do this. Hang on, just for the just for the benefit of the people at home, I've literally written these with pen on a bit of paper. High modern, uh, just so I can do this before we start. Okay, here we go. All right, question one. Yes, Cristiano Ronaldo. Who was his academy team? Uh, Sporting Lisbon. Correct. Yes. Question two. How many Sam Maguire's have down one? Uh, one. In 1991. Incorrect. Fuck. Two, isn't it? Down of one five. 
Oh, fucking fair play to the base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they won, I think it's three in the 60s and two in the 90s. So, shit. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. If, if I get this right, I win. Okay, this one actually has two possible right answers. So, you, you, okay. you're in with a shot here, okay? Uh, okay? Liverpool, Leeds, and which other, you only need, you need to name one, but which other Premier teams have a cup stand in their stadium? So, Liverpool, Leeds, and there's two others that have a cup stand. In the Premier League currently? This is a great question, but I have no idea. Um, well, look, if there's two and there's 20 teams, you have a one in 10 chance, I guess, and I've already taken two out of it, so you've actually lowered your odds. So Liverpool, mm-hmm. Leeds, and which other possible two state uh, Premier teams have a cup stand in their stadium? Newcastle? Incorrect. Ooh, um. I mean, you've got it wrong, but I'll let you guess again if you want. It's because it'll torture you. Uh, you won't sleep tonight fucking figuring with this. So. Is it... Wolverhampton? No. Oh, who is it? So the other two teams that have a cop stand uh, named after Spion Cup, which was a battle in the Second Boer War at the turn of the last century. Uh, the other team that have one is Tottenham Hotspur. Fuck. And also, we just talked about them, Sheffield. I was going to go Sheffield. <laughs> fuck. I think um, tonight. Fuck. So we've tied the series. What do we do? We can't finish. Um, Back at the start of the new do, year. Is this like building suspense or what do we do? Penalty shootout now? I reckon we do a penalty shootout now. Oh, Jesus, man. I don't know. This is pressure. We're going to have to like pause recording or something. Which will obviously be nothing to the people listening at home. Exactly, <laughs> they're not going to wait in silence. All right, we'll be, we'll be back in we'll be back in fourteen hours if we go research questions. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wouldn't like the uh, the normal meeting that we have where we go like yeah this uh, this week's plays have kind of gone down a wee bit. Yeah, it's because it's like fourteen minutes of pure silence. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally a scratch of a pen or somebody Maybe, yeah, going like, someone googling something. Oh, no way. Cantona was French, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, right. Yes. Do you want to do it or do you want to leave it to the next episode? Nah, fuck it. Let's, I, I, let's do it. Because this, 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 I feel like this shit's important to you. So what we'll okay. do is <laughs> yes. so we, will, we will pause. This will be seamless yeah. on the recording. People listening at home. This will be like time has stood still and you'll be straight into it. We're going to go scribble down a few questions and we will be back with another round to finish the year because it has to happen now. So Quick pause, watch this. And uh, yeah, we're back with questions. Uh, the way we're going to do it is I'm going to uh, ask Darren three questions. Uh, he's going to ask me another three questions. And whoever gets the most right wins. I should point out as well that Jordan is so much more prepared than me that he had his three questions ready. So he's just been laughing at me for the last five minutes, frantically googling <laughs> things that he might not know. And a chance to fucking win this thing. So yeah, it's been. Uh, I know everything. Been a stressful five minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So question number one: How many times have Sevilla won the Europa League? Sevilla, I'm gonna guess that you're only asking me because it's probably a fucking stupid number. The Europa League. The Europa League. Six. Fuck yeah, got it right. <laughs> yeah, they've won the most. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. The Europa League okay. six times. 
Um, question number two. What was the NBA team from Seattle, Washington? Was? Did it not exist anymore? Nope. Oh, well, I'm going to ask you that after answer because it's the Seattle Supersonics. Correct. Uh, yeah. They're now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, they sold the front. Okay, because their 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 logo was the cool the Seattle the space station Seattle, wasn't it? Fuck, yeah, they were big. They were a big team in the nineties, weren't they? Huge team with Gary Payton and stuff. That was the one. Okay, all right. That's the guy, Sean Kemp, as well. Uh, question number three: uh, What are Juventus's nickname? Uh is it those cons from Turin? I don't know. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's uh, Le Ficha Signore, which uh, translates into English as the old lady. What? Are they the oldest team in Italy or something? I don't even think so, but uh, uh, they're... No, because Milan, Milan's the first professional team in Italy. So I, I don't know. Um, they've got a number of different ones, so I would have accepted any of these. Uh, the black and whites. Um, That's ta- so easy. Er, <laughs> Just the yeah, color of their exactly kit. Um, the uh, so the black and whites, the old lady, or uh, Italy's girlfriend. <laughs> okay, that's what Italian commentators call Juventus for some reason. Yeah, I, I know he totally stopped me there, but I don't know. It's weird. That, that's it. That's a good pub quiz, Ryan. If we ever, if we ever, if we ever organize the injury time pub quiz, which we'll, we should do for a live show, we'll do uh, team nicknames. That's a good one for you. Yeah. That's great. We'll have, right, give me nickname, my we'll, have te- we'll have a team nicknames round and we'll have a stadiums round as well. Oh, easy. Easy. Okay. Right, uh, two out of three. That was that was decent. I didn't think you'd get the Seattle uh, one, to be fair. Um, so two out of three. Pressure's on, man. That was the one I was confident about. The Sevilla one was pure guesswork. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, they're the, they're the team that's won it the most times. Okay. Here we go. Um, right. This, this, this is a theme anyway. So question one. Josh Donaldson yep. was the 2015 American League MVP. What team did he play for? The Toronto Blue Jays. Correct. Get that one. Uh, number two, the Canadian men's national football team have only qualified for one World Cup. What year was that? Uh, it was 2002. No. Ooh, what was it? Canada went to Mexico in 1986. Ah, uh, 86. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, pressure's on. This, is for, the, pressure's this, on. Is, this is for the tie. <laughs> what is the What is the national summer sport of Canada? Uh, lacrosse. Motherfucker. Tie the game. Ah. Oh. Two out of three. <laughs> right, we're not going back. We will carry this on to the next episode. Oh, it's a rollover. Um, the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah just want to thank everybody for listening to us this year so far uh you guys are great uh and we'll see you in the next year thank you very much everybody uh we've been really this has kept us sane probably during the uh, lockdowns and bullshit so we will continue to do these we're gonna to have to do it online i suppose but we're gonna mm-hmm. have more exciting guests for you next, next year uh so you don't get bored listening to us and we'll get a couple yeah. of expert opinions in about some of the teams we talk about so thank you very much for everybody who listening and uh, our awesome uh, unofficial researcher Rona as well who's been very helpful no no she's the official one now she's the official one yeah and this uh, is the third this is the third episode where she's gotten a shout out so she's going to get like really big headed about it now oh no all right well that was my fault <laughs> what have we done folks we will see you next week in 2021 with a full roundup of the last games you heard and we will be back and we will finish this is going to be like 
like leaves that never got finished for 2020 because of Corona. We'll be finishing <laughs> our fucking pub quiz in 2021. We we will be back soon. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Matthews. I've been Joan Robinson. Goodbye. Bye bye.